I look pretty good for a dead bitch. <gasps> She's alive! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Guys, we're both alive. <laughs> we're alive. We're back. And I'm back from my mental breakdown. And we're together. And we're together. Socially distanced. Actually, we are socially distanced. We are distant. socially distanced, but we are together. We are currently sitting in Riverside Park on the Upper West Side. Yeah. We're in a park. We're in a park. Uh, we are not drinking wine. Not at all. Not, what? Not from these who, little cups. Who would tell that lie? No. For legal reasons. For legal. We are not drinking wine in, no. in Riverside Park. No, no. Not at all. Um, I spent all my, uh, what's called... Um, stipend money on uh, new equipment for the podcast so Fantastic. we can uh, be <laughs> here we are look at that we can sit in the park and record because i don't know if you guys know this we don't get paid for this shit yet we don't we don't uh keyword is yet though. yet this is this is truly a labor of love and uh we took a little summer hiatus which was actually much needed oh i needed it i was like y'all don't want to know what i have to say in the middle of my depressive episode no like same. you know what i'm gonna tell you only sad things only sad things and there's enough of that in the world and like honestly like I, with the hiatus i was i wasn't in like a depressive state but i was in a state of i need to figure out this new world because mm -hmm. we are in a new world and things are right. not going to go back to normal for no. a really long time do you remember when i when we first went into quarantine and I vividly remember saying to my mean girls people like cool I'll see you in a month yeah <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh shit oh shit we're still here so um no you're it, right we needed to kind of find a sense of normalcy in the unnatural mm -hmm. and, and we did we I I think we did I think so honestly I I feel much better and I think that was also getting out of Manhattan Oh, um, yeah. T and I had a work thing we were supposed to go to, and she uh, just, she did the car on the wrong day. Yeah, so, day before, like an idiot. So we went to New Paltz, we did. New York, and we had this wonderful day where, you know, you were oh. masked the whole time, but, like, we got to drink and eat and, and shop. And thrift shopping. It was, it, that, that in of, of itself was, like, something that I needed. And then yeah. I took a trip to um, Round Top, New York, went hiking, and that that is what did it for me. I was right. like, oh, okay. Like, there can be some sense of normalcy. You just have to actively search for right. it, unfortunately. And, like, beauty and It's not going to come to you. Right. You have to actively search for said oh. normalcies. And you have to find... You have to follow what makes your heart happy in these times, I've found. Yeah. Like, for me, it's... it's if I, I've found that if I don't get up and out of bed within an hour then my day's done my day if i sit done. on tiktok then i look at my phone <laughs> and it's 4 p.m and i'm like god fucking damn it dave <laughs> um no yeah. i definitely it it also i deleted my public social media again again because, you know for like the seventh time seventh time uh but i keep coming back to the concept of when we took our break where i'm like god i'm just so much happier without a million people staring at me yeah i feel that and then for me it was like i i felt like i didn't want to push stuff out because I didn't want to inconvenience people. Like right. I was like, why do people want care? Like the, honestly, why, why care? But then I finally finished my project that I was working on in yes. when I went to Scotland, you know, right. when we did that music I video. Saw. And so I finally did the vocals for it. Um, our friend Vinny did like the post-production for it and he helped okay. me like do the levels and all that stuff. And then I synced it to the, the video I took two years ago in Scotland and pushed it out. And I was like, I don't know okay. why I've been, 
so nervous to do that because honestly, I looked at it. I was like, I feel like this is stupid. I'm almost 30 and I'm dancing and prancing like a Disney princess. But I was like, that is me. Like that is my quote unquote brand. And it makes you happy. It made me happy. Like that made me happy to do that, to have a project and to complete a project, not just start a project, but to finally complete something that has been in the workings for two years. That should have taken me two weeks. Right, but it's one of those things that you just kind of push to the back burner and you forget, and then you're like, ah. Oh. Oh. Speaking of Vinny, mm-hmm. because I know that they listen, he messaged me the other day and was like, hey, I'm listening to songs for New World, and I can't help but think how good it would sound in your voice. And I messaged him back and was like, why don't you do a Zoom production of it? <gasps> and this is me saying this again, Vinny. publicly, Vinny, to shame you into doing a, <laughs> <laughs> a Zoom production of uh, Songs for New World, and we'll both be in it. Great. You, and the thing is, you could have all our friends from college do one single song, and yep. uh, that's the way it is. But that's So, Vinny, if you're listening. If you're listening, Vinny, which we know you are. I want to sing again. Yeah, it was, it's been really great to find songs. And I've been using these new microphones to, like, uh-huh. sing with, and it's been really great. And I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm finding. Do you, like do you the watch? Pockets of joy. Pockets of peace. I was just going to say, pockets do you watch Nabella and I and TikTok? I don't, but. Oh my God. Her pockets of peace where she's oh. just like, today is a great day. Here are my pockets of peace. And oh. people are like making fun of her. And I'm like, she is a queen. Listen, but also like stop making fun of people. She's a fucking queen. She gives me, like those videos give me so much joy. Oh. Just joy. Like she lives this beautiful life that she created for herself. Like it's just. I There's love someone it. I just started following on TikTok, and I don't know their name, and I'll send it to you later. But it is this fucking gorgeous, gorgeous black woman who just kind of like lovingly yells at you, <laughs> and is like, "You're a queen. You need to get up off that couch and live your life." And I, every single time she shows up, I'm like, "Yeah, I do. I do need to get up. I my do couch. need to do that. You're right. You are so." Also, you see Tabitha Brown's getting her own show. Yes, I. Oh, thank God. She's our generation's. Well, the next generation's Mr. Yeah. Rogers. For sure. Yeah. I love her. I love her so much. She I'm pretty sure wrong. I sent you a video that she did where she made um, carrot, was it carrot mm-hmm. bacon? Mm-hmm. Right? And she's like, so crispy, yep. so wonderful. I was like, I. But I just love hers where, like, I'll be scrolling and it'll just be her face and she's not cooking food and she's like, hey, baby. Hey, and baby. whenever she says, hey, baby, I'm immediately, like, calmed oh. and soothed. You're like, yes, mama. You've soothed the gentle beast. I'm like, yes, <laughs> tell me. Tell me what I need to know. Yes, mama. And tell me like, everything. That apology you're waiting for, it's not coming. Oh. You gotta move on, and then I just start sobbing. Oh my god, I just love her. It's it's free therapy. It that is I get so much. <laughs> that app is free. I get so much therapy TikTok on my for you page. <laughs> You're like, wow, this so is really much. for you. So specific, <laughs> and it's like here are traumas that you didn't realize are traumas. Then I'm like, holy shit, it's terrifying. Oh hey, T. I got a burp. Thank you. <coughs> it's a beautiful introduction. Yeah, <laughs> this is the Dear Me Love Me podcast. Oh shit. <laughs> How many minutes later? Seven This is the Dear Me, Love Me podcast, later. you guys. Welcome back. But you know. You know that. You're here because you know that. I I don't. I, yeah, they know that. You clicked on this. You know the title. You know that. And this is a, a podcast where we write letters to our past selves about things we wish we knew. Yeah. But it's. Pieces of advice. Life things. back to school season. Correct. We, like, we're not heading back to school. We're done. Thank God. I still have nightmares about it, but I. Oh, I do too. Ugh. Do you ever have nightmares where it's like. You didn't study for a test. test or yeah. you didn't even attend the class at all. Oh, and then you forgot. Have. Oh, I have it all the time. It's where it's like, I didn't even attend the class. Oh, no, and I had one the then other I'm on day. the finals. Like, oof. 
or I'm like, I don't remember my schedule and I'm like trying to. I have ones yeah. where I don't remember my locker combination <laughs> and I pan because I have to get to my class and I freaking panic about it. But I had one that I was taking a science test and it was so stressful. And then as I'm sitting down for the test, I had a moment of lucid lucidity. Yeah. Where I suddenly thought to myself, this isn't real because I'm old. And then I was like, wait a second. You're divergent. I, this it isn't was. real. This isn't real. And I <laughs> yelled in my dream. I go, it doesn't matter what I get on this test because I'm actually old. <laughs> this isn't And I woke real. up and was like, first off. First of all, self, how dare you? <laughs> first off, self. I am not that old. Second <laughs> off, self. I, Even if I didn't study for tests, which I didn't in high school, I would have been fine. I, if it was college, I'm going to fail. High school, I'm going to be fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. But still, those stress tests. And then, I mean, I my entire life in comedy is now TikTok. But mm -hmm. that somebody said, instead of calling something PTSD, I'm going to start calling it spicy deja vu. <laughs> I because, saw that one. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, PTSD is a real thing. It yeah, is a absolutely. diagnosed mental thing. And so I was like, I that is perfect. Like, because I don't, I don't have PTSD. I don't ha in, in some senses of the word, I do not have PTSD. However, I, I do have, definitely have spicy deja vu. Or like... <laughs> well, you'll be laying in bed and then your brain, you're trying to fall asleep and your brain's like, hey, let's relive every embarrassing thing you've done for the last 15 years. Buckle up, bitch. Oh my God. <sighs> it's insane. And speaking of back to school, I yeah. was actually, um, I, I schooled somebody on Facebook uh, because they were posting something about, oh, the left. And uh, it was about, <laughs> a, it, was all, it was about a law that's, that's being passed in California. And it's about, you know, um, it's about the age of consent and it's about all this stuff. And it's supposed to equalize straight and LGBT cool. stuff. So Absolutely. I'm not going to get into it on here, but she was like, the left is wanting to enhance pedophilia, all this stuff. So I did some research and I was like, I was like, this is what I found. And I would love to like talk to you about this. Yeah. And, but we must be kind because that's the only way we can enact change. They can't do it. Oh, she fucking deleted me they off can't. Facebook. Bye. I mean, I'm and not speaking with my little sister for the same reason. And, and so, um, I, one of my friends, uh, from high school, we did theater together. Yeah. He was heavily closeted yeah. in high school, heavily closeted. And we went through and we, rehashed all of the amazing theater memories. I was laughing so hard oh. about like all these little things. He's like, Oh my God, Brooke, remember when we were, we were in dress rehearsal and the little shop of horror sign fell on you <gasps> and we had to stop no. the show no. and you kept going and kept singing under the sign. Like yes, all this stuff. Bitch. And so were like, you Audrey? No, I was Ronette. No, talk talk no, no, you weren't. Talk no. about, talk about uh -uh. terrible casting, mm -mm. but also I went to an all white high school. Yeah. Like, that's not fair. all white. It was but also predominant. Do. Don't do Boodle Shop. Although it was out of my four years of high school, it was our greatest production. Absolutely. Like, because it is so, but such a like, great show. But still, like, I shouldn't just, mm, I shouldn't have been run at, but I was. But, I mean, to be fair, I think every single musical theater person, every single one, myself included, has a role where you look back now as a full grown adult like, and oh, you shit. think, yeah. someone should have, someone older, <laughs> like, I will never forget when I was in sixth grade, I was in The King and I. Yeah. I am yeah. not supposed to be in The King and You're I. You're not supposed to do that. And it, I'm sure there's a picture somewhere. Unless your name is Kelly O'Hara, you should never be in The King Absolutely. and I. Absolutely. And let me tell you, I was, <laughs> I was not Mrs. Anna. Yeah. Uh, not, should not, and that took place in my suburban community of all white people. Yeah. Uh, so 
there it oh i'm so glad that that is not a thing that will happen i know so we were talking about all that stuff right. like you know that that happening i was like oh my god i remember when the house rolled over me and bye bye birdie and you know clearly i'm very clumsy what are you what kind of theater are you doing ma'am high school theater so you know, <sighs> somebody wanted me dead okay I, is this I some final have, destination i might shit? have said macbeth once in a theater okay well, that's your fault then all right is so, this final destination macbeth edition <laughs> Yeah, so I was talking about how I really looked back negatively on my high school experience, and it was because of my boyfriend who I dated in high school, right. and like we had a really bad breakup, and I felt like, and I had pretty much alienated my friends uh, my senior year because I was dating him, and I was really invested in that relationship, and so when we broke up, I felt like I had nothing. Like I felt right. like I left with nothing. Your and whole he, life was and invested. And he messaged me back, and he goes, Brooke, I honestly forgot you even dated him. And to me, like that, like that was, uh, I, I literally thought everybody hated me right. because they all loved him. And I was well, like, the fact that perceived. you, the, the fact that you even forgot that we had mm-hmm. dated makes me feel so good that like right. that, that was not my legacy that I left, but it felt like it was. And I was like, oh, well to you, yeah, to me it was. And so I was like, oh, high school actually wasn't that terrible. Yeah. Terrible right? things happened. There were but bullies. There was, all bad. but it wasn't all bad. So like, I like went back and thought about all the really great memories that are just tainted by the yeah. negative thoughts about it. And so it was really nice to talk to him and it, it all stemmed through this girl ta- talking to this girl. Cause he had messaged me saying, thank you for being kind and trying to enact change. And, um, and he had commented on hers as well. And he had been deleted too. <laughs> and so that's why we started talking. And Love so it. it was just really nice to like talk about that. Well, related, I got a very lovely letter from someone we went to college with, Megan, which I know you did oh, too. Yeah, yeah. She sent me the sweetest letter and she put in two examples of moments in which I stood out to her in her mind and neither one of which I even remembered until I saw him in the letter and I started crying because she was like, these are two moments and there were moments in which I helped her, but I didn't even remember. And I said to her like, I don't even think you realize how nice that is to hear from somebody that you yeah. were a good person. Yeah. And I looked, because that was in my college years at Kent, which I had a terrible time. I know. And but you, then I hear that and I'm like, like oh, oh, I'm glad that even in my facing adversity, I was still kind. Yeah. And it's nice to hear those things and look back on those moments. And, and yeah, so thank you for that letter, Megan. I yeah. will cherish that forever. I, ne- I made I need, my husband read it. I need to read the, the letter because I, I, I don't check Ugh. my mail every day. I, I know it's there because I have the email that says, mm-hmm. like, you have a letter in your mail. And it mm-hmm. has the, the scan of her thing. And she wrote in beautiful calligraphy. Gorgeous. there. <laughs> like, it was oh, a lovely letter. I can't I wait. Crying. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna get it when I get home. And I'm going to read it. W- and when you're going to cry. I'm going to cry. And we're going to eat dinner together. And I'm going to cry. Gonna be amazing. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> Hi. The actual point of this podcast. I'm T-Boyage. Oh, fuck. I'm Brooke <laughs> Upholzer. I've said it already. We're just excited to be near each other. Oh, I'm going to touch your I foot. I can touch your foot. Our feet are touching. Oh, cuties. And I hate feet, so that that's a sign oh, of that was, friendship. That was a, that's a big I step. I just gave it to you freely. <laughs> gave it to Dave's you Dave's going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, you let Brooke touch your feet. And no, I, I don't like other people's feet. Oh, that makes sense. Like, Dave will put his feet near me, and I'll be like, <sighs> he's like, do you want me to move my feet? I'm like, yeah, could you please? I don't mind feet at all. I used to like my friends in high school. I used to like be like, yeah, I can rub your foot for you. We do like spa day. (laughs) (laughs) I like baby feet until once babies turn into toddlers and can walk more than a few feet, feet stop being cute. That's true. Because they get calloused and fucking gross. 
But anyways, hi guys. Hi. So Welcome back. They these next four episodes because we're yeah. gonna do four. Yeah. Uh, so what two each? Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna actually do a little bit different where we're gonna do what I wish I was taught in school. So we're gonna Correct. do a subject that has been brought to our attention, like whether as adults or as adults. Um, and and I talked about this subject on the project podcast before because my mom brought it up saying mm-hmm. she wanted us to do this but right. didn't know how to approach it. And I said, well, what about back to school? Back up to school. And sort of. Uh, Redlining, back to to virtual school. Uh, Back to redlining, and it's a honestly, it's a very heavy subject. Mm -hmm. Not like I, you know, I'm not gonna cry, but it's like it's something that I didn't realize is so important to know happened, Um, prevalent, and and it it leads to why we are so separate today. And let me be clear, we also picked subjects that the other person, neither one of us really knew, but the other person doesn't either. So I am here to learn. Yeah. So we're going to do one letter and it's going to be mine and I'm going to read right. my own. I right. did I did a hell of a lot of research on this. I'm really Love proud it. of myself. Like I really dove deep. Well, that's why I texted you yesterday because yeah, like, Brooke was like, hey, if you want to do yours too and you texted me on Friday and straight up yesterday I was like, listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't do that. I can't. I don't want to I, right yeah, and now. And you were like, okay, okay. I was like, sure. I can't. I could read one Wikipedia article and call it a day. Yeah. So I'm very excited to learn this. Great. Are you ready? I am so ready. I'm so sorry if I sound like I'm like messing up, stuttering because this is like this is a first this time. Is, well, this is also almost like it's a report. I did a yeah. full ass report yeah, you did. on this. Teach me. <laughs> Teach me. Is this? Do you watch? Um, Little Fires Everywhere? Yes. Is this in the same realm of that that they talked about where it's like a perfectly planned... Actually, I'll just shut up and let you teach me. Yeah. No, it's totally fine because that is a great example. Shaker Heights is a fantastic example (gasps) of redlining. Fantastic. I'm not excited because I know it's going to be heavy and not fun. I'm excited to expand my mind. I am not excited for what I'm going to learn. I'm excited to learn. Great. You ready? Ready. Let's go. Dear me. When you learn about segregation and the inequalities of minorities in this country, you aren't expected to remember everything that you take on the test the next week, 10 or so odd years later. But what you do remember is, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. reciting his I Have a Dream speech and how his assassination was a shot heard around the world for the civil rights movement. You remember Rosa Parks refusing to give up her seat at the front of the bus to move to the back for a white person. What you do remember is the segregation of schools and most predominantly a picture of a whites only drinking fountain in a history book stands out in your mind to this day. You think of how crazy it must have been to live in the times like when the like where all men and women work are not created equal. But what your predominantly white privileged school failed to teach you Hmm. is about the systemic inequalities that still to this day ripple the after effects of such practices and to turn a blind eye and to pretend like everything is happy and fine now will only further the narrative that racial equality is a problem that has long since been solved. There are many ways in which humans of color are discriminated against big and small. I wish I would have been taught more about these acts of racism disguised for our comfort as it would have opened my eyes to it would have opened my eyes much sooner than later. One sub- su- such subject is called redlining. And so, sweet, innocent Brooke, who believes that the world is perfect and we were all given an equal shot and opportunity, I am here to give you a rude awakening. Yep. Sit down. 
buckle up, get a barf bag, because this <laughs> ride is about to be a real doozy. <laughs> Are you well ready? I, I should be a history teacher. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I'm into this. You're a very good teacher. Thanks. Well done. I'm I miss honey. I, I will say one thing before we get into it. Sure. Please uh, interject whenever. As I am aging, and I am also aging thank beautifully. Thank you so much. I do actually feel like I am so glad I didn't hit my peak in high school. But regardless, oh, yeah. oh that's a very cute dog. Oh, puppies. Your dog is very cute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As I am aging mm -hmm. and <sighs> reflecting on my upbringing and my childhood. Oh, that dog really likes that kid. I am starting to think about how hard it must have been because we were both raised in very predominantly white privileged neighborhoods. But I openly remember that my school had like one black family. Yeah, maybe same. two. Could you imagine sitting in a fucking history class? No. And they whitewash everything and no. they minimize everything and you're in sixth grade? No. Like, oh, sorry. That's all I wanted to say. I, I sometimes get so frustrated thinking about that. And it is done for our comfort. For our, it, they are making it easy and digestible for the whitest white people it, in the world. And it's just, I can't imagine how hard that must be to sit in a history class as a child and hear your history. Or to come home history. and to, right. to, for your parents to read what you are learning your about homework. in school. Right. And then for them to be like, this is horseshit. Yeah. This isn't even the tip of the iceberg. And like, how fucking awful is that? It's it's insane. That's all I wanted to say. I was like, as I'm aging, I, there's, no, there's no point to it other than me saying I get so heartbroken thinking about and I also, the kids in my class of color and who, who didn't feel like their story was told correctly. I also, and I also think about um, not only minorities like blacks, Hispanics, mm -hmm. I think of indigenous people too. Oh, well, that might be one of mine. Okay. Like it's, it's just like, it, uh, yeah, it's insane. Yep. It's insane. It's absolutely, it's blasphemous and it is upsetting and frustrating, especially when we consider ourselves to be one of the like most developed countries in the world. And yet we're not. No. We can't even face our own history. Nope. It's, mm. are you ready I'm to ready. learn about Let's redlining? Let's do it. Okay. So redlining was a government program. The term was not coined until the 1960s. So okay. back when it was done, it wasn't called redlining. It didn't have like a name. It didn't have a name, but it did have, you'll see. Okay. okay. It was designed to provide housing for middle class and lower middle class white families uh. while black and other people of color were left out and forced into ur ho urban yep. housing projects. Yep. And this is back in the 1930s. <gasps> the 30s? Yes. Jesus. Well, yeah. So during this program, the Federal Housing Administration, or I'm going to call it the FHA from, from now on. Okay. Are you going to get a glass of wine? <laughs> Absolutely, I am. Keep talking. I am listening. Okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> I can multitask. Okay, just making sure. All right. So, um... The Federal Housing Administration, or the FHA, refused to insure mortgages in and around black neighborhoods. <gasps> and at the same time... Wait, so they would refuse mortgages around black neighborhoods? So if a white family was like, oh, like, we I want to buy, buy there, they'd be like, no, no, it's in a black neighborhood. Or it's in a... it's And I will... Wait, so even if a white family wanted... They would just be like, no? Correct. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Sorry, continue. This is bullshit. That's I hate everybody. <laughs> and the fact that we didn't, I mean. I don't I, know this. I, 
<laughs> I know this from Pretty Little Lies. Or not Pretty, pretty Little Lies. Little, <laughs> little fires everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Okay, continue. I'm mad. Fine. <laughs> this this not even the first paragraph. I fucking hate everybody. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for this? Ready to get even more pissed? Are you ready? Are you ready? Just wait. Because the second <laughs> sentence is going to piss you off. Okay. And at the same time, the FHA was subsidizing builders who were mass producing these entire subdivisions for white people, a.k.a. Shaker Heights, um, with the requirement that none of the homes be sold to African Americans. How in the fuck? They would subsidize and subsidize it. And with the only stipulation being you cannot sell these houses to black people. But yeah, no, guys, it's fine. American racism it is it's solved. There's no racism in America. It's solved. This is okay. I will say this was back in the nineteen thirties. But still. And there was a an act that banned redlining. But I will get to but, the lasting effects okay. later. Well, in and my the lasting letter. effects because if you plan a city just wait. You fucking plan a city and you fucking redline it. It doesn't, even if the things are passed, yep. you have decades. Just wait. Oh, Just okay. do wait. Fine. All right. You ready? Okay. So let's chug back a little. If you want to build your home, but it's near a black community, the bank will not insure it. Solely won't because. Won't insure it? No, they will not even, they won't give you any money. They won't do anything. Solely because it is near a black community, but black people cannot buy in a white neighborhood so the only way they can live their lives is if they create their own communities in that redlined area yeah the fha's justification for this was that if black people bought homes in these suburbs it would decline the property value of the homes that they were insuring and therefore their loans would be at risk simply because of the color of someone's skin that's they said because of somebody is black that their homes are at risk. Their neighbors' homes are at risk if the black family moves in to this community. To a place where other families are living. So. That is infuriating. Yeah. That's infuriating. I know. I know. Uh. That was really good. And it sounded great in this. That was like a my level burp. Well done. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Do you see the wine I just spilled on myself, by the way? You piddled. If peeing your pants is cool, Cool. consider me Miles Davis. It's fine. Uh, name that movie in our comment section of our oh. Instagram, and we'll give you a we'll give you a follow. Yeah, we'll give you a follow. Yeah, I'll send you a video of also doing an impersonation for that movie. All right. <laughs> Won't tell you which one. Won't tell you which one. <laughs> oh, this is infuriating. This is a fantastic <laughs> idea to teach me these things, but also I'm just want to burn it all down. Yeah, I would just burn it down. I just want to burn it down. Yeah, the whole thing and start over. All right. I've been in doing a lot of research on the subject. I found most of my info on NPR. I'm just, I just threw that in here. Love NPR. NPR. Also, if you don't, if you, I was going to say if you like podcasts, because of course you fucking do, you're listening to ours. ours. If you like podcasts, uh, NPR is one called The Daily, yeah. which I have been listening to every morning. It's 15 minutes. It's the news you need to know. No bullshit. Very quickly. Just a little shout out. Great. Because NPR needs my fucking shout out. <laughs> NPR needs our You're welcome, NPR. Uh, we're just, you, you we're just, you know, dear me, love me, shout you out. It's fine. <laughs> But again, if you guys are looking for like a a, really a, good. a brief, yeah, okay. it's great. Go ahead. Okay. So NPR says that there was no basis for this claim that the houses would be at risk. Actually, when black people tried to buy homes in all white neighborhoods, property values went up because they were more willing to pay more for ah. properties than whites were because their housing supply was so restricted that Ugh. they didn't have a choice but to pay more. 
So the reasoning behind so they the had to FHA pay a yeah. premium as well. Correct. So the reasoning behind the FHA segregating was never based on a study of any kind. Uh, it was just it simply being racist. Oh, of course it was. There was no study. It was just racist fucking people being like, you can't live here because I we have different skin colors and we have different uh, that's just fucking bullshit. Oh. Fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Holy shit. Oh, fuckers. Okay. Is that about white men? Yeah. Yes. For sure. And the white women that, that follow those white men? Absolutely, Do yes. Do you know what song lives rent-free in my head that shouldn't? Mm. Can, you, can you uh, guess what it is? I'm only going to guess it because it's what in, what's in my head these days. What is, is the it? Fuck Donald Trump. No. No. All right. Yeah. Real women vote for Trump. <laughs> we don't need no liberal Trump. Real women. And, and vote it, for Trump. And it's terrible. It's a terrible song, but also terrible because how do you have such low self self-respect for your gender? How? 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 I don't understand. I just, honestly, my go-to now is just. Understand. When, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> my go-to when arguing with people that don't necessarily agree with me. And it's a closer because there's no follow-up. As I just say to them eventually, you know, I don't know how to explain to you that you should give a shit about other people. I don't know how to explain compassion to you. So I think we have nothing further to talk about. Yeah. Because, and my go-to is I say, you know, let's be really honest here. Granted, I'm married to an immigrant, so not completely. But I say, my life is largely unaffected by Trump. What a fucking privilege that is. What a privilege. Especially right now. Uh, It's a fucking privilege. My life is largely unaffected. If he wins again, my life will be largely unaffected. But I give a shit about other people, and I don't know how to Just explain. Just because it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean that it affects other people. Correct. And I don't. And but if you say to Trump, if you say to somebody, that, oh, no, a Trump supporter, I don't know how to explain to you that you should give a shit about other people that aren't in your position. They have no rebuttal to it. None. Because that's there's great. Else to say. Can you repeat that for yeah, the masses? Absolutely. Um, hey. I don't know how to explain to people that you should give a shit about other people who aren't in your position. That's it. End of sentence. End of sentence. There's nothing for, and you can't argue with people that aren't willing to feel compassion for those that aren't in their privilege and their position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where I'm at in life. Great. Yeah. You ready to keep going? Please and keep, go. Keep I'm getting more, get more inf- infuriated. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So redlining gets its name from the act of the government surveyors who graded neighborhoods in 239 cities during the Great Depression. Each was color-coded. Green for best, blue for still desirable, yellow for definitely declining, and red for hazardous. This is divergent shit. (sighs) Yeah, it is divergent shit. The red areas were the ones they deemed to be credit risks, and it was due in large part to the racial and ethnic demographics of its inhabitants. This set the tone for the racial wealth gap. Loans were very expensive in these areas or were completely unavailable. So it was very expensive to get a loan in a red area. To get yourself out of a situation. Or it was completely unattainable. So they couldn't even... Didn't they, even get a loan. they couldn't get a loan from the bank, and I will t- I will tell you how they bought houses not through the bank, and it is not oh, the way. Oh, I want to know okay. this. Okay. Okay. So, but I well, I, I love this idea. I'm into this. Thank you. Not 
fucking not, not redlining, redlining but no. like but I mean like learning you're more. teaching me something I haven't learned anything in years I'm excited about this great that's so what I was like not was about redlining I, when I said that I did research I was like super excited yeah. about it because this is something that I had no clue about yeah. and my mom when she was like I can't believe you don't know about this and I really don't know where my mom re- I'm sure my mom read something or listened to NPR right. or about heard it, a story. Heard it and she even asked my grandpa because she had a uh, um, conversation with my grandpa uh, recently which is my dad's dad and okay. they're still my mom and my dad's dad are still really right. close. You did tell me that she's still close with that side of the family. Yeah. So, um, they, she, he is also like conservative. Okay. And so she, and he doesn't think like the whole Black Lives Matter thing is supposed to be a thing. You know, it's just so you know. So she was bringing up points of like why there's still the gap, and she talked about redlining, and yeah. she, and he goes, Susie, I don't know what that is. Well, he was born in like right. The, like the, you should know the thirty, like forty. I don't you know. You should when my know what's born. happening in our history. You should know. Well, the thing is, not that this is the same at all. It's it's a different situation. But I'm a firm, firm believer. And the first time I realized that history is essentially told by the winners or what you what they yeah. put in the history books is I had to take care of some German exchange students. And I straight up asked them, like, hey, because I was taking German in high school, and I said, what What are you taught about World War II? Oh, yeah. And they straight up were like, at the time, this was, you know, 15 years ago, like, we're not taught much. And I was like, what? Now they are. Like, now it's illegal yeah. to do, like, a Heil in a bar there. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much a different thing. They're very like, upset about the, very their, upset. their ancestors. Like, they're very upset about 100%. it. 100%. And we should be, too. We should be, too. We fucking should be, too, y'all. Hi, squirrel. I know. I saw a girl. I was oh, like, please, please, like, just, like, pre- just grace us with our with Jumped your away. We've seen a dog and a squirrel and a baby. I'm um, sorry, but continue. I keep interrupting you. I'm just. No, that's the, that's the point. Like, I, yeah. I enjoyed the interruptions. That's This This is a lot of heavy subject. Yeah. So. Oh, I'll, I'll interrupt you. Don't you worry. Thank you. I'm just saying, like, I'm so thrilled to learn these things because I was raised in a very privileged, very sheltered life. And uh, I think it is every person every person's responsibility to learn about the true history of the place that they grew up in. Yeah. It's not, it's sometimes it's mostly unsavory. It's not always great, but you don't want to repeat it. No. Like, so, and sorry, continue, but all black, all the fucking all lives matter movement. Like, no, sorry, but when him being like, it's not, it's yeah. not a real thing. No, it is. It I'm is. Just, I'm getting, I know, I know you're getting, you're getting cringy. Like you're getting, like it's, it's, I'm it's like nails on a chalkboard. Like, I'm so sorry, no, I'm good. I'm just getting mad because it's, so it's just so mad because <laughs> it's 2020. I know. It's over 100 years later. I know. And this shit's and basically my point is if here's the thing like for people to be like, well, there's no racism in America in America, whatever. We need to listen to the people who are saying this is happening to me just because it doesn't happen to you and you don't understand it. That would be like men being like there's no periods. Correct. There's no periods. <laughs> there's no periods. It doesn't happen to me. Men are, men are not creepy there's no period you're safe women you're fine and i just i feel like like it's a fact it it's happens a fact. just because it doesn't happen but to you, you doesn't mean it doesn't happen at all i when i was in mean girls for the first time in my life i kind of had co-workers i had people in other situations than myself and i remember texting you and i was like holy shit there's, there's so much racism in theater like there's so yeah. much racism and you were like what i was like no i'm seeing my friends who are far more talented than me get the fucking short end of the stick just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening. That's my long tangent side conversation. Ugh, just because it's not happening to you, it's not, not happen- doesn't mean it's not happening. Correct. 
Are you ready to continue? Oh, yes. Okay. So in 1968, something called the Fair House Act was passed, which banned the practices of redlining. Okay. Uh, This is all fine and great, but what about the equity of the homes that were bought back in the 40s and 50s Mm -hmm. now now that they have on their homes today? And they were affordable then to the working class, to the working class families in the desirable areas. Right. And there were plenty of black people who could have afforded such homes at the time. But couldn't get it. But they were prohibited from doing so. So, yes, high school, Brooke, you don't really understand what equity in a home is. And honestly, right now, I really don't understand what equity in a home is. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to explain it in kind of layman terms here. You ready? Love it. OK, so let's say you buy a home for two hundred thousand dollars. Yep. And then you put fifty thousand uh, dollars in yeah. for it for updates. No, not, not, not updates. I mean, like you you oh, put down right. payment of fifty thousand dollars. So now you owe the bank $150,000 on your mortgage loan. You have $50,000 of equity in your home. And when the value jumps for your home, so does your equity. Your equity Ah. increases too. So white people had years of paying off their loans to the banks and the property value increasing over time. And now it may be impossible for the working class black family to afford a house no. in that area that they could have purchased 20 years ago because they simply cannot afford it Ooh. now. They are completely stuck in like a place and unable to start and grow their wealth. And like, honestly, I, I didn't really understand the growing your wealth thing yeah. until I started dating Michael, who's a very financially right. um, like savvy, savvy person. And it's when you put something into a home and the value starts increasing, that means that your money is growing without Mm -hmm. you having to work for it. It's yeah. Like a passive growth. So when you're, when you're growing your wealth, you're putting money in assets. Assets are things, um, that will start growing. So, um, a boat, not an asset that, that declines and a car, car, unless it's a beautiful classic car that is a collector's item. It is Depreci- com- always depreciates. A used car. It depreciates like three thousand yep. dollars the second you drive it off the, used car. the the lot. Yeah, depreciates by by that much the second you drive it off the lot. So, but there are things like a home or right. a property that you own that then you rent out that you can start making passive income on on top of your job. So not only are you right. making money at your job, you're also making money with your passive income, with your equity and your uh, assets. Right. So not only were these people redlined, correct. Once it was uh, abolished, mm-hmm. they were still they fucked. Yeah. So they. So listen, back when they. Um, so mm, I'm gonna just bloop back okay. Bloop. So they had to resort to predatory lenders. Who were ch- who charged oh. ungodly interest rates on those loans just to buy a house? Right. That's how they bought a house is to go to predatory lenders. Because of course there's people fucking taking advantage of the situation. And, and slum lords would move in and squeeze the value from these rental homes that were otherwise oh no. may have been owned by a black family. And then they then they would have the opportunity to finance with a reputable bank, but they couldn't. So slumlords would buy these houses oh and they would no. squeeze the money out of these people because that they could, because they needed a place to live. But also like uh, people who don't have, they're not being paid the same as their white counterparts. It's not exactly fucking fair across the board. It's not fair across the board. Like, it's it's doing a race and telling black people you have to start 100 yards back. Good fucking luck. Well, listen. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm fucking That's ready. That's really funny that you said I'm that. Mad, Are you ready I'm for my next ready. sentence? Please. 
instead of leveling the playing field, we are on our third relay baton handoff <gasps> while people in minority communities are just getting started. Correct. They're just getting started. Correct. We are handing off our baton to our Correct. next person. We have generational wealth. They are just getting started. Right. Oh. So that young boy who grew up in a better school system with mm -hmm. his white family in the 1930s now has a family of his own mm -hmm. and a better education yep. and a better job, which then ripples down the line to his grandchildren and now his great-grandchildren. A multi-generational study of people from five different race groups concluded that black men who grew up in a racially segregated neighborhood were substantially less likely to gain upward economic mobility. <gasps> really? Black children born to parents in the bottom household income quantile have a 2.5% chance of rising to the top quintile of a, house, of a household income. And that is comparison to 10.6 for white people. What? 2.5 to 10.6? Yeah. That is like that. So that for those who are like, are like, what the fuck does that quintile property there that kind of mean? It means that like a black child is only 2.5% likely to get to that, that like that really top spot. Right. Not the 1%. So not the but bullshit that, of like, I worked hard. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Like I, I fucking worked hard. I'm not, uh, I worked hard for what I achieved. My parents had nothing. Listen. But I had an easier fucking time. Are you time. ready? Are you ready? They, they, oh you're God. You're literally reading my oh, Okay, go. Tia's never read this. And I've she, never read this. this I'm is, this just is, tipsy this and is going, angry. This is going better than I could have imagined because your, your frustrations literally come into my next thing. Now, hold up. Twice now. Hold up. You may sing, but Brooke, <laughs> everyone has hardships. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not all about where you came from to determine oh, how much of a success you are in the God, world. Tipsy me is on it. And sweet, sweet, sheltered Brooke, you are wrong. The young black boy who lives in a town where the property mm -hmm. values are low and the school system is fed mm -hmm. off the money that is from said property taxes and that is absolutely no money at all and is just as smart as you is again at the start of the relay race while you yep. are handing off your baton to as the third smart, if leg. Not smarter. Just solely for the fact that you went to Groziel High School and it is on your application to college, the colleges will give you a leg up because the school is harder because your school system has more money because mm -hmm. of your property taxes mm -hmm. to give you those AP classes, to give you those structured after school activities. Mm -hmm. It's because we live, it's just like Shaker Heights. Yep. We have a different set of rules. You're the, and so I openly remember uh, before I became an adult and made my own decisions uh, politically and otherwise, but I remember openly being told and thinking, well, you know, I, I fought for everything I right. had. I didn't fill minority quota. And that's what, that's what the, that's what, that's what the I, world I don't, wants. I don't want to say the right because I don't like no, those right. World. I just think that when people don't think about what black lives matter and they don't think that they have a leg up because yep, of you do. their privilege, you do. you do. And the like, fact that you don't realize you do should, you should, should know that you have it privilege. It should be privilege in itself. It's like, privilege that's, in itself that you don't realize that you have privilege. And that's the whole definition of fucking privilege. It, it, and I grew up very conservative. I, I'm the quintessential concept of like, you can, you can change and you can change your viewpoints and you can challenge it. But, oh, that's so infuriating. That's so infuriating because I was like, I've never in my life, nor will I ever face a roadblock like that. Right. Ever. Never will I face that roadblock for the color of my skin, for my income bracket. doesn't matter. It. I will never face a roadblock like that. And that's fucking privilege. Oh. So 
you're probably thinking right now, well, Brooke, this is the past. This is whatever. Redlining and what it did to the communities has rippled effects to today. And not only just because of the generational wealth, but also it has to do with with other things, too. And I'll talk about that after my letter, but I'll I'll keep going. So redlining helped create what is known today as the racial wealth gap. For every $100 in income were earned by a white family, black families in America earn just $57.30. What? In 2016, the median median wealth for black and Hispanic families were respectively $17,000 and $17,700 and $20,700. Sir, a year? Yes. Want to know what the median wealth for white families were oh yes i do fucking give it to me one hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars. Uh, fucking course it was one hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars. <sighs> and i don't i know that we work hard and i know that we no. put in we put in work but we work hard there's it is a in it is a racial wealth gap it Correct. is not just a work hard get it good grades wealth gap it is a racial, racial wealth, gap. wealth gap here's the thing like we uh, you and I both worked incredibly hard. We are not people that I would categorize as as sloths or as lazy. We work hard. Yeah. However, I have never been denied a job no. because of my name. No. Nope. Or my skin color. Or, or my or hair. My hair. I've never been discriminated because How of I my hair. I just wear my fucking hair. Which, let's be honest, any hair that is not my stringy white bullshit hair is fucking gorgeous. Oh my Mine's God. the worst kind of hair. It's awful. I'm so sorry. I'm making you so mad. I'm just mad because here's the thing. I am very fortunate in my life. I have a beautiful life. However, was I the smartest person in my high school? Fuck no. Was I the most driven? Fuck no. Was I the most? It's just infuriating because the cards are stacked against minorities and POCs. The second you pop out a different color than white, you are. You have an uphill climb. Uphill climb. It's infuriating to me because only maybe in the last, oh gosh, let's be real, five to ten years did I start to even realize it. Yeah. And I'm realizing it now as a 30-year-old, and I am horrified that we're not taught this. Yeah. Which is why I'm excited about this little snippet, but continue. Okay. I'm just going to keep no, being it's a- bad. No, it's okay. Um, so I'm going to say, um, this is the end, and then we'll, we can talk about it. So mm-hmm. take a breath, Brooke. This is a lot to take in. And honestly, it's really confusing. But right now, it is needed. We it is needed to understand why we are fighting so hard and so loudly mm-hmm. for equality in mm-hmm. this country. The after effects and ripples of the deeds done by our ancestors have always been there. Yeah, we just haven't been listening hard enough to those who have been telling us about it this whole fucking time. Yeah, love me love fucking me my sources are the new york times washington post wikipedia and npr yeah and um when i i sent this to my friend ryan from high school because i right. we were talking about um the podcast and um because i was like oh i'm working on this thing sorry if i'm not um responding and he said oh what are you working on so i sent it to him and um <laughs> i sent it to him and some some random old guy just waved at tea. Yeah. Well, he was, I thought he was filming us, but he was actually just listening to music up very close to his ear. Oh, okay. So I waved being like, you're going to fucking film Dumb us? And he was like, hi, hi, you. And I was like, oh, oh no, okay. I feel like an asshole. Well, you you waved. That's, I waved. Just trying to be nice. And, um, so we he goes, 
I really like that you talked about how it rippled down to today, yeah. you know, with the racial wealth gap. What else? He said, you know, because he's a teacher. He's a chemistry teacher. Love it. Um, or he was. And then he, um, I have to figure out what else he does, what he does now. But I know that he at some point was a chemistry teacher. But he said, when I um, have my students write papers and when we were taught to write papers, we always said, give three examples as to why ah. something, whatever it is. So he's like, give three examples as to why it affects us today. So racial wealth gap right. is one. Another one is credit cards, which is really interesting that, because, you know, redlining has been banned, but it's still done to this day. And um, wait, credit cards are, so it's credit cards as in somebody applies for a credit card like, so in a I certain apply. area. If they live in a certain area and they are of a certain demographic, they might get a lower, no. um, what is that? Uh, credit credit line. line. They might get a lower credit no. line. And there are, there are credit lenders that have uh -uh. been guilty of this. <gasps> That's fucking bullshit. Now, and oh. did you, and <sighs> this is, and, and not just racially, but gender specific. Do you know who was just in a lawsuit because they gave women less credit line than men? Who? Apple. <laughs> oh. Apple. Huh. Apple's credit card gave a credit line less for the same uh, credit scores for for and women like than Apple, men. Apple. Who the fuck? I'm not gonna spend. I'm not gonna spend fucking seventy dollars on a. No, that's well, I, I have the Apple Card and I do like it. It, it there's oh, certain the there's cer there's certain perks, but like, but, but like that that happened when it first came, rolled out, and they they did have to uh, answer for their crimes. Fucking infuriating to me. Yeah. Actually, the whole thing is fucking infuriating to me. I know. And for people to sit here and claim that racism does not exist in America, sexism doesn't exist. Sexism doesn't exist. The after effects of it absolutely do. Yeah, and um, wow. so uh, I was. This is on Wikipedia. It said that um, another like thing of redlining, and it doesn't necessarily um, isn't necessarily racial, but it does have some certain undertones. Where something mm -hmm. as simple as staples, um, so their pricing for their products will be less when they're in the vicinity of like a home, like a, a Home Depot or something. Uh -huh. Now, say staples. Like, let's pretend that we live in Detroit. And okay. there's a Staples right next to Home Depot in uh, Trenton, which is right outside cool. Grozio where I lived. Um, so the prices will be lower. But say we're right outside of Detroit and there's one Staples there. Now, those prices will be higher because there's no competition. Uh-huh. And that's in a lot of rural areas, rural Rolger. Rolger. Uh, <laughs> Rolger. Um, a lot of rural areas have minorities. Yeah. Um, and or people and, and not just racially, it's just people who yeah. don't live who Which is how you get like food deserts and Correct. you live. So absolutely. that was another like thing of redlining, not just mm -hmm. racially, but also that. And then also a thing that we were talking about is um trying to right these wrongs of yeah. Uh, of redlining and yeah. trying to give uh, people of color a leg up yeah, and, and, and let them pass the baton to their next leg of their yeah. race. Now, things like affirmative action come to, into mind. Yep. And people get infuriated at affirmative action because they say you only got into a certain school because you're black, right. because you're right. whatever. Right. You, you filled a minority quota. Correct. And right. that is, and though I understand where frustrations come from, what I want to brainstorm, what are other ways that we can we can start giving a leg yeah. up that isn't something like 
um, like affirmative action. Fair. Like what? I wish I fucking knew. I wish I knew too. I, we have two musical theater, theater girls, like who are sitting here trying to trying to like solve racial injustices. I have fucking had people tell me, uh, whether it comes from a casting director or an agent or whatever, and they're like, you know, right now, like nobody wants a short blonde girl right now. And all I can think the entire time is, instead of getting mad, I'm like, yeah, no shit, no shit, no fucking shit. Like it's fine. There's yeah. been nine million Christian Chenoweths to to satisfy the the fucking need. Like we're yeah. good. I'm okay. I'm okay. Fuck. I can't. But and I so have never. Oh, so it happened one time, where I went into an audition, a callback, and uh, I was in Mean Girls, and I walked in, and I was the only white person in the room. Okay. There was me and one other girl. And I remember looking around, and I thought to myself, "Oh, oh, I shouldn't be here. I'm never gonna get this. I shouldn't be here. It's clearly, it's clear that they're looking for a specific look and a specific thing." And I left that room and I texted my friend who is a, a person of color and I was like, wait a second, is this how you feel for every audition? Like I walked in and immediately felt defeated. Yeah. I walked in I and bet. I was like, I, and I had prepared so much for this audition and I had done all the work and I fucking worked my ass off and I walked in and I immediately thought, oh, it's never going to happen. I'm wasting my time. Yeah. And I said to her, I go, is this how you feel for every audition? She goes, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. And you have to put in the work anyways. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy shit. So not only am I in an industry that I've been told that no is heard 90% of the time and yes is 10 but then if you're a person of color it becomes like 99 to 1 which is just fucking bullshit yeah like just bullshit and I just I don't know how to solve it I don't have the answer and then another another example of how can we solve like so people who live in redlined areas or who did yeah a lot of them are still um, minorities and people of color who live Ugh. in those areas. So it's just constantly, it's it's almost like the redlining still exists. It just, right. it's, but, it, but it's, it's illegal. Not, like, it's not legal. Yeah. But like it's still it's fucking still there. there. Does gentrification help or hurt? Because Ooh. there are, you know, you want to go into a neighborhood and you want to make it beautiful for the people who live there. So, but the thing is, is that the second you put in a Whole Foods, yep, yes, property values skyrocket. But But if you don't own where you live, you're edging out people. You are edging out the people who can no longer afford to live in those areas. Yep. So it's it's a fine line, and we have and there has to be there has to be protections in place. (sighs) It's so hard. And it's then, so hard. And then it's just hard because when you say you put protections in place, it would be perfect. But then but the person's the, money. But you lose money. But also the white person next door is like, why is it a black person gets uh, protections right. when I don't? Now right. that's racial inequality, blah, blah, blah. But it's right. like I'm trying to give them at least that second baton leg when we're on our third. Have you ever seen that picture? Of its, the giving it's, tree? No, it's three <laughs> children at a ball field, uh, on the outskirts of a ball field. And it, it, it highlights the difference between equality uh, versus, like, so basically it's three kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is equality. is that, And so it's like a white kid that's very tall and a black kid that's not as tall. Okay. So it's like equality is they get the same level uh uh, bar stool or stool to look over the fence to watch the ball game. And it's all different? 
can't or is it all the same it's and all the same and then there's and one so that's all different. different so it's like there's a difference between i can't remember what it is equality versus oh shit it's okay you can find it and we'll I can put find it, it on the put it. instagram it's a very amazingly um deep uh cartoon where it shows the inequality where it's like if you give everybody equality Sure, people can't see over the fence the same way that tall people can. Equality is right. not the same as, uh, I can't think of the word. It's okay. You're okay. But I, Everybody's screaming at uh, you from their houses. Everyone's screaming at me, and I'm a little tipsy, so I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to be in the alley, and I can't do it right now. But I'm just saying there is a, a, a comic that, for me, put it in very layman's terms and made me understand where it's like, everyone wants to watch the ball game, but if you make it truly equal, it won't ever be honestly truly equal. Yeah. I'll, I'll fucking post it, but it's it's a beautiful, beautiful comic. And then uh, the one I was thinking of is the Giving Tree. Um, oh, have the you s- Giving and Tree. And so there was there's two people on each side, and then so it's kind it looks at the Giving Tree, but it yeah, so it's the Giving Tree. Yeah. So there's a like a a person on one side and a person on the other, and then the Giving mm-hmm. Tree has a bunch of apples on one side, so it's dipping on this side, and it's ah. dead on this side. So the kid isn't getting apples from this ah. side, but the person's getting apples from this side because it's leaning this way. Like it's fucking Correct. leaning. And so they talk about like the differences of like equality and to be truly equal. And so they um, like pulling the side down so the kid on the other side now can't get any apples isn't equal. But right. to, um, to put them, they put these like plywood or like little like yeah, little pieces of wood. So the the tree is now centered, and the person who didn't get the apples has a little bit of a taller ladder. Yes, like to get the ones from the top. Like that's found uh, it. you found it. What is it? Equality versus equity. Oh, okay. So this is the difference, and I'm just gonna show Brooke. You guys can't see it, but she can. And <laughs> we'll show. We'll put Equality it on. Equality versus equity. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, where it's like. You all want to watch the ball game, but someone's five to one and someone's oh, six seven. And then look at it says equality, equity, reality. Look at that one. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and there's like there's just a bunch of boxes. Like a fucking shit so, ton of boxes and a kid in a trench. I'm not saying that we're gonna solve inequality on a on a no. podcast with two theater girls, two but white theater girls in their I, late twenties. From from the the perspective the the letters we get and the messages we get on Instagram, I do notice that we have a lot of Gen Zers and high schoolers mm-hmm. that are, are listening, and I mean There's you're the, the future. You're the They're, fucking best. You're the future, and y- you can think about this for years and then find out, uh, figure out a way. You, you can, can enact change. change. You can enact change. So can we by by speaking about it and yes. by by being allies and trying to to enact change and trying to be better and. Can I ask you some questions about sure. redlining? Sure. If I mean, if I don't know if the you can answer, answer we'll I Google it. Okay. So, it is now illegal. Yes. From what you said, Correct. however, it is one of those things that the lasting effects of it. Yeah. Have. Uh, Think of it like Frozen Two and Arendelle. Okay. The lasting effects oh. that the ancestors' decision to start a war because they wanted the land. Yeah. Were lasting yeah okay i understand that it is just mind-blowing to me that humans can reject other humans for the same quality of life they have based solely on the fact that they don't look the way that they do and i think that it's <sighs> uh, the, the reason that people are so that conservative and white people are so scared of the black lives matter movement and the um the idea of mm-hmm. equity and all that stuff is because they 
they feel like they didn't do anything wrong, which sometimes is true. Well, and like, yeah, it's, but and it's, they didn't. But it's but we have to realize that there are rippling effects of the choices yes. that our ancestors made that we need to start correct writing correct that we need to right the wrongs just like when Absolutely. just like when Anna um, destroyed the dam and almost destroyed yeah. Arendelle because yeah. that was to right the wrong yep and oh you're fucking right <laughs> so yeah it's bitch. <laughs> so it's just uh, we need to make choices right now to right the wrongs of our ancestors and those those wrongs have been there from the get-go but nobody was listening and people were screaming it at us but we weren't listening but it's also it's not easy no it's never gonna no. be easy. and nobody and nobody's gonna nobody's saying it's gonna be easy right. and nobody's saying that it's gonna be comfortable like i you're you are gonna meet people that don't agree with you and you're gonna have to cut them out of your lives like family members yeah which i've done i just <sighs> it's hard I, just, I keep coming back to the concept of i don't know anyone else's story but my own so when people tell me their story i fucking listen yeah and it's, it's often not fun to hear it's often not comfortable to hear right but it's not uh, it's not the point to be comfortable no change does not go cohesively with comfort and feeling protected change comes from uh, challenging the system there's a a saying about lobsters okay lobsters only grow out of their shells because they're uncomfortable oh hey so gen z is all lobsters um so when a lobster becomes uncomfortable they Mm -hmm. they shed their outer layer and they build a new one same so, but they would never shed that outer layer if they never got uncomfortable. Ah. So, oh, it's well shed. <laughs> well shed. Well shed. It's, it's gonna be a really uncomfortable next ten years of our lives. Oh, Not easy. just because of, of of racial inequality, but also because of the pandemic, because yeah. of, of finding a new normal. But imagine how amazing life will be for oh. the generations to come. Absolutely. I just think about that very often, actually, where I'm like, hey, how life, how great would life be if I just accepted it for what it was and didn't fucking whitewash it or didn't, you know, there's a beauty in it to be seen. Yeah. But you have to come to grips with everything that your ancestors did Mm -hmm. because you're only here because of your ancestors. So for people being like, well, you know, slavery was my ancestors no yeah correct it was you didn't do it i was on ancestry.com and um do you know what i found what um a uh like slave manifesto (gasps) of like um read it oh i want to read it it's like it's not like a manifesto it's like a like clock in clock out type thing so like fucking for like because my ancestors were slave owners Mm -hmm. and i mean Mine weren't because they were Irish, so different time period. But right, yes. and but um, mine were assholes. And, I, and I'm Irish. realizing that my ancestors were here back in the um, like 1600s. I'm like yeah. going all the way back, so, so I'm like I'm a little 100%. bit I'm a little bit nervous because well I just gave my DNA, 
to right. um, Ancestry, and I haven't gotten the full thing back. Like, yeah. I, I've done the leaf things where it's like, oh, somebody added this person, this person, this person, oh, probably okay. related, like, blah, 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 we found this, and, like, the government forms, so this is probably your great-great-grandfather. And so I'm, like, kind of nervous to yeah. to find out, like, everything. The truth. Because, like, yeah. we were, we didn't immigrate here back, you know, when everybody else did. We were here pretty early. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, what if my ancestors were the first ones over oh. here who just slaughtered everybody? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's very plausible. Question. It's very plausible. It's a true question. And so I, this is, I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, we're at like, I'm so, I love this thing. We are at an hour and three minutes. Oh. I think that is like beautiful and beautiful. perfect. I would like to challenge our, our like, yes. especially our high school listeners. Oh. And we do have middle school too. We did get a couple letters from middle schoolers. Um, babies. To, to Baby. ask your, your teachers to, to do maybe a research topic challenge on this. Challenge your history books. Um, you are not refined, uh, restricted to, not refined. You're, no, you're not restricted. You're not restricted to, to your, what you learn in your history books. Because correct. that is, that's not the full scope of the world. And you can also even teach your teach your teacher something with Absolutely. like maybe uh, bring up your do- your to your history teacher to say hey I would love for all every if we could do like maybe a project where we all one choose a topic one week a, cho- a one topic one and like I I was we thinking get to challenge what you've learned one the, week I was talking to Ryan again from my high yeah. school and I said there are so many things that we didn't learn about and not just about racial inequality but also. LGBTQ rights was oh not something God. that we learned about. And so it's like the fact that we didn't learn about the Stonewall riots oh. is something that I am so upset about. And Please I was really that upset. Next I, was, one. I was upset for him too, because that is something like he, if he would have had the, the teachers yep. to, to just nurture Guided. that, that history of, of the LGBTQ yeah. community, like maybe he would have come out back in high school. Oh, maybe God, there's yeah. so many gay guys and girls who I went to high school with who are now out now and I'm super proud but I wish they, they could have been their told. super self back in high school. They weren't told they weren't that they, told were, they were part of this amazing community no. and that I'm really jealous of Gen Z because they are so they're on they're it. They're on it. They are I, on it. I always make the joke to Brooke constantly where I'm like we are the millennial older sisters <laughs> who so desperately, who desperately the, the Gen Z are like ah, I guess you guys can fucking hang with us I guess cool. you and we're like, oh, thank you so much fuck thank you so fucking much we don't know <laughs> shit but we love you guys we, this is why we are on we, TikTok. We carved the pathway for you guys to be fucking anarchist little motherfuckers oh my I God. love you so much uh, I love you guys but truly like, uh, what do you the, need condoms we, you need uh, snacks a condom you. let me know like truly though i didn't learn about any of it redlining i didn't learn about any of i will never forget the first book i read which was two years ago about uh, that highlighted the humanity in the uh san francisco aids pandemic and i had I never, never learned about the aids pandemic i had never in my life been shown it in uh that light and maybe i'll fucking do that so you can Come on that journey with me. <laughs> but that journey deserves it deserves its a journey. Voice. And like and I'm sure there's people who are like, oh my god, I know everything about that. But the fact is that we, we don't. don't. We don't. We don't. We are inherently, unfortunately, <laughs> we are inherently racist. Uneducated. Basic white motherfuckers. Racist. We're racist. Not racist. Uh, we, we are were, a little bit. We try not to be, but we were raised inherently racist. Oh, we were raised inherently we were raised racist. Inherently not meaning to be not re- not meaning you to be. have a um, a topic that you wish for us to cover 
Yeah, even because we we were planning to do four episodes for this back to school. But if you guys want to hear something else, we will be happy to do it. And like we can both own up to our privilege. Oh, for we sure. can own up to our uh, past everything. judgments, past yes. past uh, anything. Anything I can own up to it. Fucking send it to us. Send them to us at but Brooke, uh, dear me uh, let me podcast at gmail.com. Brooke, I have so enjoyed learning about redlining. Cheers. I hate. All of us. I hate everything. I hate everything. Burn it all to a ground. Burn it all you know down and start over. And, and uh, we uh, should just, just give Tabitha Brown, uh, burn it down president. and give her, she's president and she gets to fucking make it over because it'll be so nice. It'll I'm going to like being in a warm hug all the time. I'm going to tell our followers something. You ready? Yeah. So the cups that T and I have. Oh, the Shark Tank cups. That are from Shark Tank and they hold a half a cup of, or half a bottle of wine each. Now listen, I have I, not finished one, and T T has. Now wait, let me let me, more let me move forward. Now listen, so I'm not judging listen. you at all. I'm just uh, I'm giving. I I'm, told you don't judge my alcoholism. So I'm listen. not alcoholism. So listen, uh, <laughs> I showed up to her house with uh, two bottles of wine because I was like, listen, I I didn't come here to play checkers because I'm I came Irish. here to play Catan. <laughs> I fucking came here to play Catan because I'm fucking Irish and I'm going to I'm gonna fucking take over this <laughs> I'm land. I came here to play checkers. I came here to play Catan. And she was like, I have cute cups that fit half a bottle. And they truly do, y'all. And now listen, the name, it's... Gover. 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 Like go there, but Gover. Gover. It does look a little bit like Kofefe. Kofefe. Um, Kofefe. I'm not going to, I'm not going to discourage everybody, but I'm simply saying... A uh, little shout out to them. I've had the best time in this park <laughs> with a half a bottle of wine. So I refilled it and she has not. So I am now full bottle in. Oh my uh, God. And she is not. I'm so happy that this is on <laughs> I'm drunk and she is not. But we're in a park and it's beautiful. And racism's the fucking devil. <laughs> and if you, if you are a Trump supporter and you are far right, uh, maybe, maybe reevaluate your choices. Are you the devil? Maybe. Maybe. Oh my God. Je- Jesus was friends with many lepers <laughs> and prostitutes. And just, Jesus would have been like fucking Bernie. You let's all go. Owe me like Settle a million dollars. Settle for Biden? Fine. You owe me a million dollars for this. I this do. Rant. Not you. Oh, our followers. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if Jesus was around. He'd be like, oh yeah, Bernie bro. And then when they'd be like, I guess fucking settle for Biden. That, you know, that's where we're at. This is now the Drunk History Podcast. Oh, bitch, I'm so drunk. It's fine. I'm just simply saying you got to you gotta give a shit about people beyond yourself because it takes a village in all of life, and you are allowed to be a nice human. That was Dear Me, Love Me. And you know what? Be a good fucking human. That's quarantine, That's baby. That's quarantine, baby. Cheers. Cheers, bitch. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you, just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites we have. Instagram at dearmelovemepodcast, Twitter at dmlmpodcast, and you can find us on Facebook too. Thanks for listening. Love.